And it is my duty, it is my obligation, it is my divine commandment from God Almighty to take that Word of God. It's to take the Word of God, oh yes, and go give it to somebody that's in need of it. And son, they're on every corner, friend. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Go give the Word of God to somebody today. Go be a missionary today. Go evangelize today. Go give them the Word. Go give them the divine, inspired, infallible, and arid King James Bible. Forgiven when mercy walked in. Hello and welcome to the newest episode here on the Mercy and Truth Podcast. Your host here, Brother Jeremiah, and I'm looking forward to the episode today looking forward to what we're going to be talking about and want to say thank you for tuning on here with us today we're going to be talking about the subject of missions i love talking about missions i love preaching about it and i pray the lord to help us today i'm going to start the podcast today by reading some scripture and then with a word of prayer we'll get into the topic today but i'm going to read it from a different from a couple different places i want to start in mark chapter number 16 in verse number 15 and 16 The Bible said, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. He that believeth not shall be damned. I want you to take your Bible. I'm going to take mine right here and go to the book of Luke. The book of Luke, chapter number 24. I'm read a few verses from there. Luke 24, verse 46. The Bible said, And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ, to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in His name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. Then I'm going to go one more place in the book of Acts, in the book of Acts chapter number 1 and verse number 8. The Bible says, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Let's ask the Lord to bless the podcast today and bless the reading of His Bible, of His Scripture. Lord, I thank You, God, for being so good to us. Thank You, Lord, for loving us. Lord, I thank You, God, for another opportunity to be behind the podcast mic today. Lord, I pray that You touch us, that something we might say would help somebody to understand the things of God and maybe uh, even take their relationship with You a step farther. Lord, I love You. Thank You, God, for Your salvation through Your Son. Lord, I pray that you help us just for a little while. In your precious and holy name we do pray. Amen and amen. Well, I've heard of world evangelism, world missions, and uh, the word mission all of my life. I've been born and raised in a Baptist church. My dad's been my pastor uh, pretty much as long as I can remember. He started pastoring. I believe I was just one year old when he started pastoring and and, uh, pastored two different churches and and about a six-month gap in between the two churches. So pretty much my whole life he's been my pastor, and he's always emphasized world missions and you know when you hear that word missions what does it mean to you i know what it means to me but let's just think about that word mission the word mission means to be sent to a particular place for a particular purpose missions it the word means different things to different people to the hungry and homeless person a mission is where they can get a free meal to eat and a bed to sleep maybe for a night or two to the average person when we think 
of the word missions, it reminds us of pictures that they have seen on the television showing a small child from maybe a third world country with its stomach protruding with because of malnutrition. But I believe to those who truly understand the Word of God, we think of evangelizing the whole world, reaching the world with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Dr. Stenet Ballou has gone to heaven now, but I've heard him say this before. Missions is someone going somewhere to tell someone about the Lord Jesus Christ and His saving grace. World Missions is a team effort. It involves God, it involves the local church, and missionaries. Scriptural missions goes as follows. First, God calls a family or individual out of the local church to preach the gospel. Secondly, missions involves the local church sending forth those people whom God calls out of it. And then third, missions also involves that sending church and the supporting churches standing with the missionary with their prayer and financial support. Now, I've heard this preached all my life, and I love this. Missions has to have some power behind it. And I don't know who said it first, but I've heard this preached, and I like it. There's three powers that every mission work has to have. First of all, you got to have mighty power. You say, what's that, preacher? Well, mighty power is somebody has got to get a hold of God. Somebody's got to pray. Somebody's got to get a hold of God. Not only do you need mighty power, but you need manpower. You say, what's that? Somebody has got to go. And then third of all, you need money power. And sometimes <laughs> sometimes that's one we don't like to hear, but it's just the truth. you got to have money power. So you got to have mighty power. Somebody has got to get a hold of God. you got to have manpower. That's somebody has got to go. And money power, somebody's got to give. And you know, just for the record, God would have every single one of us. There's no one to be excluded from this. God would have all of us to do two of those work. All of us need to learn that mighty power. And all of us need to learn that money power. Now, not everybody's going to be sent to Africa or to China or to, you know, to Jerusalem to preach the gospel. Not everybody's going to be sent there. That's that manpower. But everybody needs to be touched into that mighty power. Everybody. Don't matter if you're 100 years old. Don't matter if you're five years old. And as long as, you know, as long as you are saved by the good grace of God, you need to know what that mighty power is. And then I'll say this, don't matter if you're 100 years old or if you're five years old, you need to know what that money power is. I remember growing up in the church where my dad pastored in Lexington. I remember we'd have missions conferences. And, uh, you know, I remember different ones. I know my, my grandpa, Dr. Alan Barker, preached a few for us down through the years, quite a few. Uh, they ain't, ain't much better when it comes to preaching on missions than, than my grandpa. Uh, Dr. Scott Caudle, that's actually my uncle preaching, and uh, he's preached many missions conferences for us. And uh, I love listening to my Uncle Scott preach on missions. Man, I love it. Um, Dr. Stenet Ballou, another great, great preacher on missions. And uh, many more I could talk about, but I can remember them preaching and preaching. I can remember that. And uh, I can remember as a child... That, that money power, now that's what I'm talking about. I can remember them handing out faith promise cards. In fact, I just helped my grandpa make some up not too long ago. And uh, that the handout, you check on it, a faith promise. Faith promise given. And that's that money power. And I remember as a five, six, seven, eight year old boy, I remember checking off a box. And uh, so it don't matter how old you are. You need to be involved in that mighty power and that money power. And man, I, I'll just say this. I'm glad my family... We're missionaries. I'm glad we are a part of that manpower. 
we are we are in that part that's going and, and doing a work for the Lord. And I'm thankful for that. But I like this statement. Missions displays the heart of Christ. Missions determines the health of the church. Missions delivers hope for every creature. Oh man, that's good stuff right there. You know, it's the will of God for every Bible-believing church to be practicing world missions. It is the will of God. I'm just going to say it again because it's right. It is the will of God for every Bible-believing church to be practicing world missions. And I want to preach on just for a thought. I guess this is preaching. I know it's on the podcast, and sometimes I, it's a different setting. But I'm going to preach for a minute. I want to preach on just the, just the thought of the foundation for world missions, or maybe the basis for world missions. In our text here in the book of Mark and Luke and Acts, we see the Lord right before He ascends back to glory. And we see here His last command. I believe His last command should be our first concern. Before we look at the contents of these verses, there are some questions we need to answer. First, we need to determine if the Great Commission is a choice or is it a commandment? Is it an option or is it an obligation? With careful study of these verses, I believe it's very easy to see that the Great Commission is a definite divine commandment. It is not an option. It is a God-given obligation for every church, for every child of God. Every church and every Christian has the responsibility before God to be involved in carrying out the Great Commission of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to look at a couple of verses in the book of Matthew. We didn't read that at the start, but I'm going to read it right now. The Bible says in Matthew chapter number 28, verse number 18, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Some of my favorite verses in the Bible. In fact, if you have one of our family's prayer cards, those verses are on the back of our prayer card. But I want to look at one word in particular in verse number 18. It's the very first word of the verse. Go. I want to answer a question. Actually, I want to answer a few questions today. Very quickly now. And I want to answer the question, Go who? Go where? Go what? Go when? And go why? I want to answer those questions today. First of all, let's see, go who? Who is to be involved in carrying out this great commission? Well, this verse says, go ye. Who is our Lord speaking to? The word ye is not in singular form speaking to only one person, but I believe that it's a collective pronoun speaking of all. Uh, It's speaking to all of God's children. I love that Jesus puts no specifications to who this command is for. He simply told all of His followers that were listening to Him that day, So preacher, who's to go? If you are a child of God, then it is you who Christ is speaking to. You are either a missionary or you need a missionary. I love that statement. I'm going to say it again so you can get it. You might want to write this one down. You either are a missionary or you need a missionary. So go who? Who in the world is supposed to go, preacher? If you're listening to me, you're a child of God. Can I just be real plain with you? You are. You are. You are to go. The Bible didn't say, go preachers. He didn't say, go Sunday school teachers or uh, go pastors or, or go singers. No, he said, go ye therefore and teach all nations 
to everyone. That's a child of God. I believe what the Lord is speaking to right there. Not only do I say go who, that's everybody, but go where? Where are we to be going? Well, here in Matthew, we are told to teach all nations. In the book of Mark, chapter number 16, we are told to go into all the world. In the book of Luke, chapter number 14, they are told to go into the streets and lanes of the city and into the highways and hedges. I believe a careful study of the Scripture will reveal that you cannot preach the gospel in the wrong place, nor to the wrong person. <laughs> Amen to that. You cannot preach the gospel in the wrong place. You cannot go to the wrong person to preach the gospel. So many times I hear, where is the mission field preacher? Or, or where is it? Well, I believe there's really no wrong answer to that question. Here's a good way to understand the where of missions. It's across the streets, it's across the states, and it's across the sea. We are all to be missionaries to one of those mission fields either across the street, across the states, or across the seas, that's all of that is a mission field. Now, I, missionaries are called to specific places. I know that. I know where my family, I know where the Lord wants my family serving Him. But, hey, if you don't know an exact place that the Lord wants you, maybe you think, maybe you're not sure. Let's just say it like that. Maybe you're not sure where the Lord is going to call your family, or maybe you aren't married. Maybe it's just you. You're not sure where the Lord's going to call you? Can I tell you, a good place to start is right across the street. Right across the street. And uh, I'm telling you, we're all supposed to be missionaries to one of those mission fields, whether it's across the streets, across the states, or across the seas. So that's go where. Go who? Everybody. Go where? I don't know if there is a wrong place to preach the gospel. And then let's answer this. Go what? What are we commanded to do as we go into all the world? The responsibility of the New Testament church, I believe, is threefold. First of all, is to evangelize sinners. Secondly, baptize those that get saved. And then third of all, stabilize them in the scriptures for service. Other words, lead them to Christ, baptize them, and disciple them. I've always heard my dad say this, win them, wet them, work them. <laughs> I love that statement. Win them, wet them, and work them. I love that statement. So what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to evangelize, we're supposed to baptize, we're supposed to stabilize. That's a good, a good alliterated outline right there. Evangelize, baptize, and stabilize. That's what the book says. Here, you can read that right there in Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20. It's right there in the scripture. Evangelize, baptize, and stabilize. So that's go what? Now, let's say go when. When are we to carry out this great commission? Well, even though we are not given an exact time frame in our text, the Bible does teach us this answer, I believe. In Luke 14, 21, the Lord commanded the servant to go out quickly. Matthew 21, 28, the father said to the son, Go work today in my vineyard. In 2 Corinthians 6, 2, we are taught, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, today is the day of salvation. And since today is the day for sinners to be saved, then today, right now, is the time for us to carry out the Great Commission. So go in right now. Right now, don't wait. Don't wait because you don't know it could be right. It could be the next moment that the Lord Jesus decides to return it. It could be the next moment that Jesus comes again. And man, wouldn't it be sad that you are wanting to go, but you say, well, maybe it's just not the right time. And then Jesus comes back and you're sitting at the house. Go when? Go right now. 
Go right now. I know you need to wait for the will of God, maybe for your life. Maybe it's maybe it's not right now that you need to go to Africa. Or maybe it's not right now that you need to go to, to Utah or to Arizona to be a missionary. But it's right now you can go across the street. That's why I love door-to-door visitation. Because it's right now. You don't have to wait to raise your support like some missionaries do. You don't have to wait to get the okay from a mission board or somebody like that. You can go right now, right across the street to witness and to evangelize and to be a missionary. And let me just say this. It might hurt somebody's feelings, but it's okay. If you're not door... Uh, well, let me. I'm just going to say it anyway. If you're not practicing door-to-door missionary work right now, then I don't know if you should go across the state. To, well, I know that's mean, but I, it's the truth. If you're not going with your church on visitation, whether it be on Thursday night or Saturday morning. Our church does it Saturday morning. If you aren't going and you think you're supposed to go across the sea, then I just think you need to just hold up, pull the reins back a little bit because you need to learn how to... Well, I know that's mean and I probably shouldn't be that mean, but that's okay. You need to learn how to go across the street. And uh, I think I'm right on that. I, I, I don't mean to be so mean, but I'm right on that. You need to go across the street. So go who? Go Go who? Go everybody. It's everybody. Go what? It's evangelize, baptize, and stabilize. Go where? I don't know if there's a wrong place to preach the gospel. Go when? I believe we're to go right now. I believe we're to go right now. And then let me ask you this. Go why? Why should we go? I believe we find the answer to this question in Romans chapter 10, verse 13 through 15. In order for a sinner to be saved, he must call upon the name of the Lord. In order for him to call upon the name of the Lord, he must believe. In order for him to believe, he must hear. And in order for him to hear, there first must be a preacher. In order for him to preach, he first must be sent. So I believe I I came to this conclusion. God calls preachers. The church sends them. The preacher preaches the Word of God. The sinner hears the preaching of the Word. The preaching of the Word produces faith in the heart of the hearing sinner. Faith in the heart of that sinner causes the sinner to call upon the name of the Lord and to be saved by the good grace of God. You say, I just don't understand why missionaries want to go all the way across the, the sea and all the way across the country it's, I believe it's for one main purpose, and that's to see sinners saved by the good grace of God. That is why you say, preacher, why do you, why do you do what you do with young people? Why is your family working with the young people like you are? It's because I believe in the Word of God. I believe that the Word of God is the only hope for this generation. And it is my duty, it is my obligation, it is my divine commandment from God Almighty to take that Word of God. It's to take the Word of God, oh yes, and go give it to somebody that's in need of it. And son, they're on every corner, friend. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Go give the Word of God to somebody today. Go be a missionary today. Go evangelize today. Go give them the Word. Go give them the divine, inspired, infallible, inerrant King James Bible. Go give it to them. Be a missionary today. Be a missionary. That I, I, I don't know what you may got out of what you are getting out of this podcast today, but I hope you leave with this statement ringing in your ear. Be a missionary. Be a missionary. You don't have to raise support. You don't have to go on deputation to be a missionary. You can be a missionary to your friends right now, to your family, to that person at the grocery store. I, I don't. You can stand six feet away from somebody and talk to them, give them the gospel. Hey, be a missionary. Let me leave you with this statement. 
You either are a missionary or you need a missionary. Let me ask you today, what are you? Are you a missionary or are you in need of a missionary? I hope you can answer that you are a missionary. Maybe you're not exactly what you need to be, but I'm thankful that today you can start. You can start by being the missionary that you're supposed to be for the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope you've gotten a blessing out of today, and I've enjoyed preaching to you today. I sure have. I love this topic. I'm thankful for missions. I'm thankful to be a missionary, and I'm thankful somebody was a missionary to me. I pray the Lord will richly bless you. We'll meet next time here on the podcast.